0: My, how the boys grown from Roman low income home to homes of his own. No catching up, he's in a whole nother zone. Still true to his boots, stay close to the throne. to stay clear. Welcome to another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday. June the 27th. I'm your host Donald Ware and I hope you've been enjoying these podcasts and today we're gonna talk some Virginia Union football and see where the Virginia Union Panthers could be in 2018. On yesterday had a chance to talk Bowie State football and on tomorrow gonna talk About Virginia State. So uh, when you talk about the CIAA Northern Division I mean it it is just it is big time football and all of the the three teams that I've mentioned are at the top or have been at the top of the CIAA Northern Division the last five years or so. So let's jump right into it. We're going to go to Richmond and talk with the new head football coach of Virginia Union Dr. Alvin Parker who joins us here on the HBCU football daily podcast Dr Parker welcome to the program
1: Dr Donald thanks for having me I really appreciate it
0: Absolutely Dr Parker that you know you don't you don't see that <laughs> a lot I and mean, it's it's a great thing you know because it's one thing to be able to talk with your your student athletes and 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 it's no knock on coaches that don't have that PhD or even that masters by the name but to have that doctorate by your name and be able to preach to student athletes. What does that mean to you when they see that you have that doctorate by your name and, and know that they can aspire if they want to be whatever it is they want to be, even if they want to be a football coach, they can still get those advanced degrees.
1: Um, it definitely is a little easier to talk to them about. You know, um, I'm still grabbing it myself because you know when people say Doctor Park, I, I keep walking. They say Coach Parker, I turn around. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I've been I've been a coach for 19 years, so. You know, um, that's kind of what I am. And, I, you know, I think, like you said before, you know, it doesn't really add or take anything away. It just shows a a different type of capacity, I guess, for for what you want to do in terms of the learning and things like that. You know, but uh, to me, you know, all coaches have some form of doctor in them because, um, to me, writing the dissertation was just like putting together a playbook. (laughs) You know, so it was – it kind of ties into one another.
0: Absolutely. So – for you getting in there, what, what were some of the first things that you needed to do? You were introduced as the head coach about a week before Christmas or so. What are some of the first things that you've had to do as now the new head football coach of the Panthers?
1: Um, I guess just like uh, really nothing can get you ready for being the head coach except for being the head coach. You know, um, you know, like I said, I've been in this thing for 19 years and I'm going on 20 this season. And uh. It's something kind of new every day. So, you know, some of the things that I kind of started on immediately was just uh, recruiting, you know, putting the staff together and trying to do both at the same time. You know, um, while it was good, you know, um, it still presented challenges because, you know, when you're recruiting kids, they want to know who's going to be coaching them. You know, um, so when we were doing that, you know, some guys were kind of, you know, on immediately. So that kind of happened pretty good. And we we were able to kind of jump into January and do – a great job me and the staff and putting together a solid class. We ended up signing about 20 and um, some qualified guys. and got a few more guys along the way after that, you know, but that was kind of some of the initial challenges. So
0: talk to me a little bit about spring and how that went in. But even before that, do you, do you kind of come in, look at the overall program, and I'm sure you have to make some tough decisions, probably maybe some guys – that have been there, that have been part of this program that may not be with the program any further based upon what you're trying to get accomplished?
1: Well, when coming in, you know, it's always a challenge for a new head coach when, you know, you're taking over a team, you know, um, just getting everybody to kind of buy into what you want to do. Um, so any guys that are no longer with us are not here because they didn't want to be here, you know. um the things we did, me and the staff, we welcomed these guys with open arms. We took them in, and we have not had a lot of a turnover in terms of the roster. You know, um, guys stayed. You know, we we, we were up almost 100% on guys choosing to stay. You know, they did not stay. It wasn't because they didn't want to be here or we didn't want them here. They made it it might have been some other circumstance. But, you know, in terms of the returners that will be coming back to our roster, about 98% of those guys will be here that, that, that are supposed to be here. So, you know, we feel excellent about that because, you know, recruiting is just as important as retention. Yeah. You know, and um, we retained a lot of those guys that, that were here. And, again, they feel good about the direction we're going in.
0: Dr. Alvin Parker, the new head football coach at Virginia Union, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we take a look at Virginia Union. One of the guys that I'm I, I know that is still with you, the defensive player of the year, in the CIAA, and you're you're I mean you're very familiar, obviously, with the CIAA <laughs> having coached at Elizabeth City, and then more recently, uh, right here in Raleigh at Saint Augustine's. But you know Sterling Hammond, um, you know he he returns for you. Just, just talk about him and the expectations you have for him this year. As a matter of fact, you guys at meaning when you were at Saint Augs played Virginia Union last year.
1: Exactly. You know he's a stat stuffer. You know you'll look at the. Um the stat sheet, and at the end of the game, you know he's a guy that'll have tackles, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, even interceptions, pass deflections. You you'll look, and he he's contributed to the game in all those forms and fashions. You know, having played against him, you know last year, being on the other side of the ball, he's a guy you definitely have to coach your guys up for to be prepared against him. And um, and with all that saying, just speaking about the the athlete that he is, he's amazing. Everybody get to see that, but I get to see the type of person he is every day. He's a, he's an amazing young man. You know, um, he's going to go far in life, not because of – and it won't be because of his athletic ability. It'll be because of the type of person that he is. You know, um, he's you know, he's kind of everything for us. But he doesn't wear, you know, the big hat or the big head, you know, in terms of thinking that he's everything. He's everything because we make him everything. But um, he's a regular guy that fits in with the guys, and the guys love being around him. He pushed the rest of the team, and he's a guy that show up with the hard hat on every day. You know, so that, that makes him extremely easy to coach.
0: Offensively, I mean the, the quarterback. Uh, you know, Darius Taylor's a guy that threw 22 touchdowns on last year. Had a pretty good season. What are the expectations for him in 2018?
1: I think Darius, um, the sky's the limit for him. You know, um, you know, I get to him, and I'm the last couple years. I had some real talented guys at some of the places I've been. They, they've been about six foot. You know, six one, six two. You know, and I come in. Darius walked into my office. He's six five. You know, um, and could do a lot of what those guys did for me. So um, he came in, he learned the system and did everything real, real well this spring. And he's a guy that, you know, when you look up, you know, um, we're in games and I look, you know, I mean, in spring, you know, season, I look up and we've thrown 10 passes and he's 10 for 10. You know, just buying into kind of what the system allows him to do, you know, um, he can get it done. He's extremely coachable. You know, um, he's a guy that I think the guys will rally behind you know, um, again, when you look at numbers from last season, we have a pretty good quarterback in the Northern Division. Everybody knows who he is. You know, um, but his numbers kind of a little bit right there behind that guy. You know, um, and having having a guy like that on your team, you know, with, with the senior leadership that he can provide, and being able to do a lot of good things that you want to do offensively, I think he's he, he's a he's a he's a gem for us.
0: Some other guys. Can you talk about some other guys, both offensively and defensively, who you're expecting big things from this upcoming season?
1: Uh, to name uh, just to name a few, um, Lavashier Kelly. He's a wide receiver yep. for us, and um, he's been putting up good numbers the last couple of years. Um, uh, Tobias Taylor at tailback. You know, he he did a lot of good things last year before some injuries. And he's going to be a guy that we count on real real heavily on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we return about three um, starting linemen up front, you know, from last season's team. So um, all three of those guys are going to anchor that thing down. That'll be um, Kahari Johnson, uh, Markel Thomas, you know, um, Sham Dunals, those guys, you know, we're really, really counting on and on defense. We we have a wealth of talent. You know, um, coming back at safety, we have um, uh, Quante Battle. You know, we have Ray Lewis, uh, of course Sterling, you know, um, Tyron Glanton. We have a lot of guys that, you know, um, in our special teams, we feel like they're pretty solid too. What we have in, a, in the kicking game with our Russell Balance and um, Jefferson Souza. So those guys bring a wealth of experience back, you know, along with like some guys we brought in to kind of fill some holes and some spaces that, you know, we feel like we can get this thing off good and running like we want to.
0: You know, again, as a guy that was at ECSU for so Elizabeth City State, for a number of years two at large berths uh to the division two playoffs and even during that time when you were at ECSU I mean the south uh was in the CIAA was more dominant now we've had this total shift in the (laughs) last five years or so why why do you think that is um
1: I guess everybody catches up at some point in time but um you know, when I uh, kind of first took the job, being on the other side, you know, um, for two years, for two seasons, it was. Uh, I think the I think of the CIAA is like the like the SEC, and at one point the SEC do- East dominated. Now the SEC West is dominating. I think the CIAA North is kind of resembling of the SEC West in terms of, you you know you got a couple teams, and then the teams that even people don't consider you know, you're gonna to have to buckle up your chin scrap every week for. It. You know, that that are still gonna be good solid games, you know, um that you kinda you know, you really don't get a week off, you know, so to speak. You know, not to saying you get a week off in the south either, but I think the parity in the north has, has has just grown, you know, so much and it's and it's evident, you know, you get two teams out of one side of the division to make the playoffs and in in any given year that, that shows, you know, um, you know, how strong the side of the division is. Um when I was at Elizabeth City, we made it in some of the same years. We made it. Winston made it. So that was one team from the north and one team from the south. So it showed the overall aspect of the league, you know. Um, but just to have two teams from one side of the division make the playoffs kind of speaks volumes in itself, you know. So, you know, we observed that being on this side of the division, you know. And like I said, a couple of years back, Virginia Union made the playoffs as an at-large, you know, being from the northern division. So it's it's – it's something I think the league as a whole has gotten stronger. But, you know, um, the North has definitely, you know, uh, made a stake for being, you know, a, a stronger side. Yeah.
0: And then finally, I mean, you, you were a really good player at Virginia Union, your <laughs> alma mater. I mean, you were. I, mean,
1: you, I, you, you, I think you. I was pretty good some days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, you know, I mean, what does it mean? You play for the legendary Willard Bailey. I mean, what does it mean to you to be back at your alma mater and leading this football program that you're looking to uh, return to its glory days?
1: It is it, it just kind of, you know, I feel like everything has kind of come full circle. You know, and I feel like it's, really, it's a great time. And, you know, it's still people here that work on campus that were here when I was a player. You know, professors, uh, you know, uh lady who serves the food in the cafeteria, you know, it's still people here, you know, so they still remember the face. And it's always, you know, it's always good to come home. You know, um, I was able to make some of them other places home, make Elizabeth City home, make, you know, St. Augustine's a home and all that. But it's good to come to home, you know. And, you know, being here and playing here on the same field that these guys are going to be here and playing on, um, it's just a real feeling at times, you know. Um, but it's something that I embrace wholly because is of me it made me who I am today it started me on the path that I want to go to and reach the goal I am today and and I want to help these guys do the same thing because they're taking the same track that I took at doing it you know um win some games a bunch of games graduate and you know um be productive citizens in society you know and I feel like you know I can kind of get those guys on the path to do that and all of us kind of started the same place Virginia Union
0: again in his first season as the head football coach of Virginia union is Dr. Alvin Parker. As of course, Virginia union uh, is going to open the season at home against Seton Hill on September the 1st, as he joins us here. on from the press box to press row coach slash Dr. Parker. We appreciate the time and we we'll talk with you throughout the course
1: of the season. I definitely appreciate it.
0: So there you have it. And, uh, I tell you what, Virginia Union, I mean this the Northern Division so tough that I mean Virginia Union had a six and four record on last year. As a matter of fact, only lost by one point, a a, a, a heck of a football game, lost to Virginia State. The game was in Petersburg forty to thirty nine. And um, you know, if if Virginia Union wins that game I, you know, I can't remember what the tiebreaker, I don't know, maybe Bowie State ends up winning the North, I don't remember. But Virginia Union's been in this conversation each and every year, the last five years or so. Um, they decided to let Mark James go, also an alum who had done a good job, and now have brought in Alvin Parker as the head football coach of the Panthers, another Virginia Union alum. And, uh, you know, Joe Taylor is a guy that the athletics director hired um, Alvin Parker uh, was at one time the coach at Virginia Union. So it's a, it's a big deal. Virginia Union football is a bigger deal than I think people think, and more specifically within Virginia Union, as you can see, the hiring more recently, uh, the hiring has been of alumni of the university. Got to get ready to run here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, on tomorrow. Speaking of Virginia State, we're going to travel a little bit down the road to Petersburg and talk with the head football coach of Virginia State, and that is coming up uh, on tomorrow. So, again, uh, check us out. Reggie Barlow going to join us tomorrow on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Peruse the website box to rowcom B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. I, I, I got dollars on my blogger, serve it to my blogger, yeah, that's my blogger, to my blogger, to my blogger, pray the Lord on my shelter, she be bopper,